Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, happy Friday, happy Friday, happy Friday. Let me get the chat room up here. There we go. All right. Welcome, everybody. My name is Charlotte. Welcome to California Haunts Radio. I'll be your host for the next hour or so, because we never know what happens when Nancy comes on. <laughs> or how it's going to go. It could go, you know, quick. could go slow. could go real fun once we start rolling. Anyway, I'll be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of this lovely Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, and uh, that's because we want to help you. All right. If you have a paranormal issue in your or you think you have a paranormal issue in your home, get, give us a ring. Give us a jingle, as they say, or shoot me an email or shoot me an, a, a PM message uh, via, via the California Hunts Radio website, and we'll try and get things going for you. We don't charge for our services. So, uh, you know, because, because we're out to help you guys out and uh, educate and find out what's going on with you guys, with your house. Anyway, I just woke up about, 40, about 25, 30 minutes ago. Nap time, you know. It's rough when you get old. got to take naps. At least, at least my teeth aren't blue. You know how I am about eating something like chocolate or something before the show, right? I had like those, those cupcakes, they, those, those little mini cupcake things they sell at Safeway. So they were blue. So I was just wondering if, you know... <laughs> If <laughs> it was gonna show up blue on on screen here because you know you know how that stuff dies. That yeah. Anyway, so uh my guest tonight not much to say. She's been a friend of mine for many, many moons, many, 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 many years, and uh I just love talking to her. I learned so much from her. Oh yeah, before I forget, see I'm getting all senile again. That's what happens. Don't nap mid- midday. Uh <laughs> I'm running slow today. If you guys are interested in learning how to ghost hunt, ghost hunt properly, okay? Uh, even if you're just like a recreational ghost hunter who goes to like haunted hotels and stuff with your family, I can teach you that. I can teach you ways to do that so that any evidence you get or if you think you might have gotten, you can pretty well take to the bank, as they say. I have a ghost hunting 101 class on um, Saturday May 21st at 11 a.m. And you can join me, Pacific. And you can join me to that class because I do teach that. I teach ghost hunting techniques, use of equipment, stuff like that, and ways to clean, make real clean EVPs, EVP recordings, and things like that. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, uh, like I said, it's for both. this class is for both the recreational ghost hunter and the serious ghost hunter. So it can be applied to both. So if you're interested in that class, Head over to California Haunts Meetup and check us out there, and it'll be there waiting for you to sign up. Also, check out the radio webpage, because right now, Nancy Matt's this show, this show is going out live on the California Haunts website at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. It's going out live. So I'm excited. To, I'm excited about that, too. So anyway, if you're watching from YouTube, you're brand new, uh, please subscribe. There's a little ghost down in the bottom right-hand corner. And it's got a magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes hat on. 
please push that subscribe button. We're looking for subscribers. Love having subscribers. Then if you peruse all the videos on that page, you'll see all kinds of topics. All kinds of topics, not just paranormal. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into this show. It's Friday. It's our, our kickback, laid-back Friday, because I already told everybody in the chat room, I said Aloha Friday to everybody, so that's the mood I'm in. I'm in the Aloha mode right now. So it's, it's our laid-back Friday. What do we got? Under <laughs> happier, happy circumstances. Yesterday was a little heavy, I'll admit. Yesterday was real heavy. <laughs> I can tell I can I can honestly tell you guys. Thank you. I can honestly tell you guys that after the show yesterday, and I think we're I think my producer can can vouch. After the show yesterday, I was wound trying to try trying to wrap my head around all that, man. You know, trying to put that together. Boy, I had to talk to my producer for like 45 minutes. So anyway, he was a good guest, though. We'll get the benefit of the doubt. Gotta stay open to these things. Anyway, let me get Nancy up on here for us, and uh, we'll we'll just get into Nancy and I chit-chatting, and maybe you guys can talk her into a, a, reading, a, a reading or two. We'll see. Okay? Hello. I can't hear you. I can't, can't hear you. Hear, you can't hear me. Uh-oh. I can't hear, hear you. Okay? Can everybody hear me in the chat room? Let me make sure I'm on here. Okay. Yeah, I'm on. Let me test my settings. Let's see what's going on. Can everybody hear me in the chat room? Tell me. Testing. Okay, let me check some out here. <laughs> what happened to you? I can't hear you. Looking at my mic. Is my mic working? Yep, my mic's working. Okay. Is that better? Can you hear me now? Now I kill my camera. <laughs> Everybody. Now I, I kill my camera. There we go. It's going to be one of those nights you can tell. Uh, I, I got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I. I'm so sorry. What That's you okay. know? I killed my camera. It's okay. After last night, I think everybody's ears need to rest anyway. You know? And go like this. <laughs> I wanted to hear what you were talking about. Did you tell them how we met? Did you tell the audience? Huh? Tell them. Tell the audience. That's what we're here for. It's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. How many hours do we have? <laughs> you made me cry. I'm laughing already. I cleared, um, lots, I cleared lots of space on the hard drive. Yeah, I'm going to turn the volume up just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, in 96, John Betancourt uh, invited me to do cemetery tours. And that was um, downtown Sacramento where John, uh, Sutter Ford is. And John um, pointed out to me that Mr. Sutter was actually buried in the cemetery at 10th and Broadway, I believe. Is that right, Cher? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I had done the first. I'm sorry, the hair on the mic right here. And I can see it, and I can see it like like in the light, and it's driving me, you know. Not, I love like, this stuff. Oh gosh! Okay, okay, I'm gonna cry. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of wind here in California, so it's just blowing my eyes. I'm just kind of like this. Anyway, anyway, so we we met. Um, I think it was '97. Her newspaper had requested her to um, interview John Betancourt or see what the cemetery tours are about. 
And she come with such an attitude. Oh, just a bitch. Put your shoulder out there. <laughs> and I just saw her there and she, she introduced herself, but there was kind of like an injury thing going on, you know, and I went, okay, you know, we'll see how this turns out. Well, she loved it. <laughs> she came coming back. And uh, the ultimate test was John Bettencourt because he invited me to do this to, um, and the campaign was to um, have me do the tours and bring people in. And we planned one or two um, for a few years. And the first time I took him out, he was just testing me because he had said, oh, we brought other psychics out, but or mediums and, you know, they weren't real and, went, and they're not going to be different. He waved his hand at me. So the first person I talked about was a woman that had been over so long that all I saw was the energy of her body like that. And I, I know some of you listening to this had heard that story before, but it was actually the first one. And, and there's more to the story going on. Anyway, uh, she says, all three of my babies are buried here. Well, of course, John, he's a tall, lanky man. He rushed over there and it showed two babies. And I said, I can't help it. This is what I got. And this Sacramento Cemetery has a street right in front where you enter through the gates. Well, that wasn't always a, the size of that cemetery. It actually extended past into and through the street to the other side. And at one time, there was a, um, a headstone carver across the street. So if you drove around there, you would see where the tombstones were carved. That was actually part of the cemetery. So they moved it all back. And guess what? That woman had a baby buried up there. Mm. So they actually added her, that baby, to the two that were there. And it was never listed on the stone. And John looked at me like, uh, right? And I didn't see her because she was dark. She had been grieving for so many years that I couldn't see her, but I heard her. And of course, then he knew I wasn't making anything up. I tell people, I can't make stuff up. I'm not really that clever. <laughs> it's like, that's hard. How would you make up something like that? Um, another story in the same general area that was um, one of the first times we're going to talk about how do I see in the past? Uh, called Larry. And I made that word up when I was part of um, the tombstone. I had a year where I had an a office, a, a little space in Tombstone, Arizona. And I really wanted that experience. So we had moved down there and I just had to do it. And I did. But anyway, getting back and up to Sacramento Cemetery. And there was a plotted area to the left of the main area with a big trestle top to it, like an archway. So I uh, John said, well, pick out something. And he pointed to that direction. And I says, okay, that's pretty. It has an archway on her. And I walked up to him, this tall, lanky, another tall, lanky man just happened to show up. And he was a nice looking young man, uh, turning the really old clothing to me. And he said, um, do you know where my wife is? <laughs> She's supposed to be here. I go, don't think so. These are just for the firemen. What are you doing here? And he says, well, I've been waiting. And I said, well, we need to talk about this. And I said, well, how did you end up here? You look really young. And he told me that he was part of the fireman brigade that had horses in front. And he was telling me that he was in a real hurry. He hadn't been on the force very long, a couple of years. And there was a, you know, how they built the uh, railroads and, and a wagon could go under. But imagine how tall the fire trucks in those years with the pumps on the side like that, right? Well, the seat for was much taller and he looked like at least six foot tall. Yet in that era, that was a very unusual height. In that time frame, the men were five, five to five, seven, eight. 
but you get a six foot guy. So the bench he was sitting on put him a little higher. Well, guess what? He stood up just as he was going under the <laughs> trestle for the railroad and wow. took his head right off. Trouble is, I was watching it. And Ooh. I was, oh my gosh. <laughs> This man's head was gone. <laughs> I went, if I'd seen it in person, I probably would have fainted. But yeah. I'm waiting for my wife and he's got no head. <laughs> it was really kind of weird. I mean, like I'm watching a movie and it was like in person. And he, I don't know if he, how could he have a memory of it? So it was one of the first times it started clicking in my mind. How am I watching the death of somebody? Which was awful. And yet he was there telling me about it. Because he couldn't witness his own death. So um, anyway, to make a long story short, when I told John, he says, there is no such thing that happened. I've run reading all these deaths. And sure enough, guess what? Young man lost his head. And when I, and John was ruthless. <laughs> ruthless. I loved him. We had a good relationship for six years. And uh, he looked it up and he won't tell me if right or wrong until the night of the tour. And so, um he admitted to everybody that a man had lost his head and he was very young. I don't know, he was 22 or 32, but he seemed really young to me. And uh, he had lost his, and the wife had passed and then he had one child. So he was kind of waiting. And I had a friend who was 5'10", 11, uh, her name was Karen. And she, at the time of the tour said, oh, he's walking around, can he, can I shake his hand? And being a tall lady, she reached up through the trestle and he didn't come down, but he, you could see my arm. I'm doing this. <laughs> and he reaches down and he grabs her arm with two hands. And this very poised lady, large, bigger lady, started yelling. And if anybody in the audience went to that tour, be sure to touch base with us. She just went, oh, my God, the spirit man's touching my arm. And she was yelling. <laughs> and if you knew her very, very sincerely calm woman. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to start crying again. And so everybody in the audience was electrified. And that was one of the first two tours where something spectacular happened. And so we went from maybe two to six that year. And we did five and six for six years. I made them a lot of money. They, rep they remodeled all the headstones. <laughs> And it went from 150 in the hottest part of summer, which was July, ending with the weekend of Halloween. And the Halloween one was 250. I don't think, did we go more than 250? Did it go up to 300? Someone had told me once we went 300, but that seems like a lot of people for me to drag around trying to um, show everybody the cemetery. With that, when you're in cemetery environment, uh, you're walking around and you only see a few spirit peoples, but those spirit peoples in the neighborhood are going, Oh, look at all those humans over there. Live people, live people. Let's go and see what they're doing. And they will show up in the clothing that they died in or the era. So I'd be looking around and of course I'm a woman. I love clothing. I'm going to look at the, what the women are wearing. Right? So I'm looking at these turn of the century, 20s, 30s, 40s, maybe even earlier. And I remember this, this butcher or this man, he had leather on. He might, well, wait a minute. Uh, blacksmith has leather. And he had this big overall. He was a girthy man. And uh, I, I was kind of like, how interesting. They don't change their clothes. Wouldn't that be like, 
you know, we want to go back to something we wore that we liked. And there was a lady who died at Christmas and she still had her party dress on. Remember, were you at that one? Anyway, yeah. she was dancing around her grave and and I, I can't see it, of course. And I said to John, oh, there's a lady in a pretty Christmassy, beautiful dress on and she's still dancing. Well, guess what? She ate some for dinner, died Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> wow right watch what you eat everybody at christmas you know you we'd see ourselves last see i have a, a, a black and white on tonight with black pants so if i were to die right now what i have on would i be what i remember forever so 50 100 years now people say gosh look at that lady she's got black and white on was she a prisoner <laughs> it's like we remember what we were and yes i do see naked all eras, but I don't know what it means. A lot of times it's because they want me to see the body shape or someone who um, unfortunately died of disease. I can see disease on the body. So a lot of people will give me different kinds of looks, but digressing, <laughs> let's talk about time. So there was a lot of um, ghost investigations, Shar one interview. She said maybe up to 40. Um, and then I did a lot of uh, ghost investigations remotely well, with you too, Shar. Everything was remote. Yeah. Was it all remote? So yeah. I was working with Port Orange Paranormal, George Lopez off Florida. And this is another kind of a high point for me. We were doing an investigation of a house building uh, and there had been a murder there. And this man had been murdered uh, supposedly with a knife. And he, George says, well, what do you think happened to it? And I witnessed the, the murder. The man was lying dead. And I started describing the inside of the house and I described it as it looked when he got killed and the murderer went out the front door and to the right and Char was part of this um, radio show and he took that knife and he to the right there was a tree but it was a sapling and he pushed it into the ground. And George says well let's go get that knife well when they look and really examine that tree can you imagine a hundred how, how many years, 50, 75 years earlier, this murder happened, this knife was buried there. Wonder how big the tree grew. At what place was that knife now, right? And George says, I don't know how you can see that. Oh, that's a good question. How can I go into different time zones in different layers? When I talk, and I wanna give a couple more examples because I find it fascinating I say that a lot, everybody, fascinating and curious, because I'm constantly, every day, every session, everybody I talk to, I am absolutely, oh, wait a minute, I just had, um, my anniversary working in this world was May 4th, two days ago, 32 years, every day, whether it's family or friend, uh, I had a friend today who had a medical problem, I told him what I was picking up, and I'm not a doctor, everybody, I just know human beings, and uh so every day I'm working this. <clears throat> so getting back to what I was saying, uh, I blend with people. I call it putting my mind to somebody. And if they want, I can talk about people from the past who've died long before they really knew that person. Um, actually, for 15 years, I had people visit me in my home. And when I moved to Arizona for a change, I thought I was working too much. It might have hurt me. Um, I did come out with Graves' disease when I moved. So clearly my immune system was really drugged down. And probably everything has a reason. There's no such thing as synchronicities or uh, synchronicity. Um, I believe that the, the universe has a plan. We end up where we're going to go, right? So um, uh, I, want to, I want to back up here. So when I put my mind to somebody, and we do that a lot, 
Char and I, we just start talking and we go this way, this way. <laughs> and uh, uh, when I put my mind to somebody, they can't necessarily feel me, but they've often told me that they feel heavier around the neck and the upper shoulders. The entrance to time is the base of your neck. Okay. And so when I enter time, at one point I went, time is linear. Cause that's how I reference. We reference our life. We go in a straight line. Well, guess what? Time isn't that way. And I love Dr. Who. And if anybody remember, I have a t-shirt in there. I wish I brought it up. Time is a wibbly wobbly mess. And it just floats around us, but not necessarily. I think it floats in front of us, but in a spiral. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes these spirit people will give us a time frame or something will happen where they say, when am I going to take that trip to Italy? And I'll find, you know, a month, but I could be a whole year off because March and March and March and March every year is laid on top of each other mm-hmm. because time is in front of us, but it's all connected. So I can see a spiral or feel a spiral in front of me, which is a contradiction to how am I able to um, layer and enter time if all I can do for you is go forward, enter a month or time by reaching up and doing this. So some will say, I'm going to have a promotion. Uh, when is it coming? So I enter time for your job life and every thought action people place and thing in your life that's important to you has its own thread of time so when i enter time here i go forward behind me is past it's all used that's real easy to access but forward is hard you have to swim through heavy jello feeling time because it's never been opened before and then i have to find that path of excitement yay and enter that and then i look at a picture and you've got a different job because when someone calls me out, they say, I say, no, I don't really need the title. Though it's really fun to know everybody does. Right. Why not? Uh, and it's kind of like interesting. People are interesting. So they'll tell me the details and then I can feel the difference if you have a job change or you get promotion. So you asked me, you have had talk, I mean, opportunities to talk to me. When is that? So I'll enter time on your job opportunities line, a little tiny thread. And then I can see that now, according to time, remember time is kind of fluid all around. It's a wibbly wobbly thing with Dr. Who said, but it's more or less a, a flow in front of us. Can you imagine me circling the earth a zillion times? Someone wants to know whether they're going to retire in 30 years. Oh, I mean, like, <laughs> it's not possible. So I feel it's really crunched up behind us. Now time behind us may be stretched out a little thinner because it's been used. Now kind of put your mind to that. Okay, I can see me doing that. I can, I make sense to me that I enter time. Now, how is it possible we do this? You know, the, so how many people out there say, well, you, what you're doing is bullshit. Excuse me, <laughs> edit, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, um, how can you do that? Well, 32 years, I'm pretty busy. So somewhere I'm best be getting the right... I know. Can we edit this out before we put it up? It's yeah, like now, girl. I'm so it's old. I'm in my seventies, so I can. I can. No filters anymore, everybody. It's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. So I want to go to a place of your personal reading with me. That's how we enter time. Now, when you ask about somebody, long deceased or living somewhere else, I have to put my mind to somewhere else. I have. I don't have every country. I really like the people in the United States. I got tons of people, but I do have Singapore, Cyprus, Italy, France. Yes, France, Scotland, England. They're 
regulars. And that's kind of fun. the one in France. I think of her as American because she's she's there, but she lives in France. But anyway, so then I had to put my mind to them. Instant, instantaneous. And I put my mind to the couple in Italy and they have three daughters and they live in the United States. Hmm. Instantaneous to that lady, to each daughter in different states. Oh, excuse me. I talk with my hands and then back to her and then back to me within a second. Somehow that distance is, is compressed. And at one point I said, I think I exit my body into a parallel space where there is no distance. Kind of like up, like a pyramid, go up and then down. But if she's thinking of me, how is she making it connect that we join and I can travel? So people say, Nancy, I want to come over and visit you. Well, I think that's great, but we just don't do that anymore. And my husband is not in a place where he wants people coming in. And that's okay. That's okay. So we do it by phone and people say, well, you can't be as good as in person. Actually, it's easier. And the reason is, is that when I hear your voice against my face, I connect with that voice and that pulls me to you. But it's so short that it almost feels like a little mountain that go up real fast and then I come right down. So I think there's an alternate dimension that we can go. And I'm, I'm really trying to get this in an hour, everybody. I'm used to talking two hours, right? So if you can follow that, let's do that. Okay. So I'm going instantaneously. Now, I want you to remember back, it was a, on the history of the travel station. And unfortunately, I was planning this and I couldn't find reference. But it was a young man 30 years ago traveling with his grandpa or somebody. And it was a single engine, kind of like a, well, a single engine airplane. And they were going from Bermuda to Florida. And a cloud formation came around them. And they went, ooh, we're in a storm. What happened? What happened? This young man was the younger of the two. And now he's old, like 70s, right? And they entered the cloud. And when they did, they entered the cloud. And around them, the cloud formation started to bellow and circle around them. You know what I would have said. <laughs> you go, oh, no, what's happening to us? I imagine they had some strong looks at each other, right? So the next thing he said was, it became a tunnel and the tunnel looked like cotton. It was off color and it was tight, but it was a tunnel and they felt the tunnel moving around them. And I've, you know, I think he wrote something up on it. I know he's been interviewed. I know he's a senior white hair now. So if anybody has that type it in to Char's, um, you know, the comments, I'd love to know who that was because guess what happened to me? Yeah, they did that. Yeah. Yep. But I was living now. We have two houses. We're still trying to sell the one. If you're interested, Northern California, I have a great house to sell. It's really big on a Mount Black Mountain. Anyway, I was getting ready to uh, put it on the market. And uh, this, this was last year. Anyway, it was too late. So I was working really hard and I was bending over to pick up something and I didn't connect my body with my spirit and my body bent down and I fell out of me and I went, Oh, <laughs> now what? Guess where I went? Fluffy, billowy, 
brown things all around me. And it was almost like a light dirt color. Didn't you, Char, didn't we talk about that happened to you too? Yes. Was it you were talking to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was going to point out real quick was that I had a friend who had a, had psychic, who has psychic abilities. And when you talk about the other dimension, kind of, and you're going kind of up into the other dimension, she told me that she saw spirit, a spirit man walk across her front yard. And he took a step up like he was going through some door. Right. And disappeared through the door. Uh, yeah, I can talk about that, but a lot of things like that can happen. Yeah, well, I'm just saying when you talk about the other dimension being kind of up, you know, up, up higher, that's what she said was that that when, when he crossed in, he had to go up high. So he had to take a step up. Mm, that could be he entered his house of that era. Maybe. So I, I live up there and I was, this happened so infrequent. I wasn't planning to see this, but I saw a spirit man walk across the street. And you know, that registry in your head, you drive. And all I could say, I could see his arms, but I couldn't see his head, but I could see his legs and it was white. How many times that happened? Like never. My husband has seen two UFOs. You think I could? And he says to me, but I've never seen a spirit. So it's all relative, I guess. And after I was passing, I was looking at him disappearing off the side of the road. So how long ago did he live there and where was the road at that time? Because I think he entered his property. But I saw these long legs and they were like, I passed him and I went, oh, Chucks, what did I just see? How great is that? I do this for a living. I've never seen anybody walk across the street. Of course, now on YouTube, you can see these milky white figurines go across streets and houses and i mean but i actually saw one up there and it was uh, fabulous i've also seen spirits uh we had a lot of wagon trains go through the area the siskiyou mountain pass and there was a lot of indians and then unfortunately there was massacres so one day larry said i think we have a little girl on the property and and she was walking around with the hood and if you go to hornbook um cemetery you can find families that have been murdered and so for some reason, someone was on the mountain. Why was she walking near us? But I mean, we don't know who else is buried on those premises. I mean, it's uh, it's amazing. But anyway, trying to stay on track, you know, we're going to do this. Stay on track here. So, <laughs> so I entered this space. And the first thing I thought of was this show where this older gentleman was talking about what it looked like entering the tunnel. <clears throat> and I fell into it. And I could feel my body to my side and my flesh could look, but I didn't have feel. So I slipped out of me into the space. The first thing I thought of was the, the man on the airplane. The second mm -hmm. thing I thought of was, oops, <laughs> I'm in here. I'm supposed to be out there. And I looked around, I could see nothing other than this puffy. And I do believe and I imagine there's people out there watching. Go, well, I had that happen too. I love that. I think we all should experience stuff like that mm -hmm. because it opens our eyes to the possibility there's more around us than our, just our little piddly piece of flesh. And once you get that, remember I talk to dead people, all the past people who are Passover, spirit kind, ghost kind. I speak to them all the time. And every time I'm able to speak to a new client, I think, oh, I'm going to meet someone new. I'm going to meet a new spirit person, a new spirit man. Um, not to digress. Um, I want to go back to what I was saying because there's a lot of really great people who do detective work on TV. 
And I give these women and men a lot of kudos to want to be involved with a murder. And so they'll witness a murder. They'll witness the process of it, getting to the location, the death and all that that happens. And I've actually turned my mind off to wanting to do that. I work for uh, findme2.com. I think the gentleman isn't doing that in Arizona anymore, but there was a group of a large group of women around the world who helped find missing people. And so someone from Australia wanted a session with me and we talked and then she asked about a young man that had, um, unfortunately they expected had got killed and they gave her a tremendous amount of detail, but I was backing up in time when he was alive. So, but I don't want to necessarily do that because I'd rather help living people. There's so many that want to do the people who are dead and they want resolution to that. And I'm all for that. Absolutely. Um, so I want to give a couple examples on traveling in time that got me really analyze this. Now, most of you think, well, you're overthinking it. You're just entering time. But what I want to point out to you that I believe we enter a different dimension to access different levels of time. And depending on what the person wants, am I reading their mind and what it used to look like? Or they give me a reference point in time where I go. Bingo. That's it. So I'm just giving you going reach back time. In the early 90s, I was in, and if anybody's looking, watching this tonight, thank you very much for being here. If you were in some of these places, let us know. It's always fun to, to hear back from people. Um, Seattle uh, in the round. So this was a big, big shopping mall, like three layers. And part of being three was the opportunity for people to have plays. And so there was this platform area, maybe for two or three people to stand and they would sing or they'd have a short play. And then all the people in the audience were in a round. And I, I just love that. Anyway, it was uh, psyche being, asking me questions, history of the air, whatever they wanted. Um, and I was able to, so anyway, some of the buddies said, you know, we're doing ghost investigations here. And I thought that was all great. And they wanted to know what I thought of the area. And as soon as that person asked, the audience disappeared. And I was able to describe the town where this building was. And I remember the wood. You could watch my eyes there, but you can tell I'm looking somewhere else. You know, people said, I know when she's psychic, watch her eyes. It shifts. <laughs> so I was watching um, the big building in front. I saw the animals to one side and all this activity. And they were just yelling. They said, how do you know that? We're there's no way you should know that you come from Sacramento, California. Well, my sister lived up there, so I had a good destination to go to. So I did this event and then went to visit my sister. So when they got done, they said, this is amazing. We've never been able to hear anybody do this before. Were you describing a hundred years ago what this place looked like? Where did you go? And I says, the trigger was your question. When I entered your time, I backed up into a different era as far back as I could then see these buildings. It was very fun. Um, so when I talked to a client, so I investigate this. So when I talked to a client and they ask more detailed questions, um, I try and push myself. A young lady called, this is more recent within the last five years. And I was talking to her and her mother and the the girl was having a chance to talk to me and I saw her as a middle-aged ballerina and the court looked like, watch my eyes, everybody. <laughs> She's looking again. 
the court was of my perception of the Russian empire and the big columns in the grand room. And what I heard from this woman, and she was a slim, you know, ballerines have to be thin, but she was a little larger and she felt middle-aged to me. And she was saying, this is my last dance. And it's for the, for the emperor, the king. And she, oh, goosebump time, everybody. And so she was dancing around and it was like amazing. And I was telling the little girl this, and she started screaming and yelling, mama, mama, mama. So the mother got on, after calmed down. She says, my daughter's been in ballet since she was about four or five years old. And she was 17. And she comes from a life of being a ballerina. Now, why would I pick that up? It's because mm -hmm. the teenager gave me the thought. She wanted to know why being a ballerina was so important to her. This passion is so strong that she brought this forward. Around the same time, about a year later, this happened again. I was talking to a young woman. I mean, I have stories all night long. We don't, I better start talking quick, right? <laughs> I have men's stories too, but these are really great. And so another young woman, remember, I haven't seen these people. I just hear them on the phone. And this young lady said, I really want to go into fashion. I've been designing and cutting my things out. And she was around a little, about the same age, a little older. And she says, I just love fashion. I really want to do this. Well, I can shop for clothing. Don't ask me to mend or sew. I mean, <laughs> maybe my kids are a little right, but not now. I'm not going to do that, nor do I have the dollars to go to what we call the designer shops. So I don't follow who's out there designing. Vera Wang, Wang uh, I know there's um, people who buy her clothing, especially wedding dresses, but I wouldn't be able to tell you from her name. Maybe she's Oriental. I don't know. I'm just like being ignorant here. And so this girl talking to me, she's, she says, why do I love this? Or she made the imply, boom, guess what I did? I went back to a time in her past that she was so curious. She gave me permission and she entered, allowed me to enter a time slot that pushed me back. I could almost feel it took more energy as well with Seattle, as well as other stories as a man who got his head chopped off. Um, anyway, she would, so she showed me a past life of a woman and the woman stand there with all black on little curved neck like this here. And she said to me, um, people used to think of me as a willow branch. Look how thin I am and my dark hair. And the girl started, <gasps> and she says, do you know who you're describing? I go, no. And then she said, well, do I dare say, can I say, because this woman is known, do I dare say I'm a celebrity? Well, yeah, whatever works. Okay, Coco Chanel, who I started describing. I told her her face looked like her clothing, her dress when she stood there so thin, and the long black dress with the black shoes. Anyway, evidently it's a look she liked, or she was recognized for wearing that long sheath-looking dress. And so she said to me, well, do you know anyone? I don't know. And I said, you know, I have found in my life, when I'm talking about past lives, it seems like the turnaround time, if it's going to be immediate, it could be around the heels of being killed accidentally, or you didn't finish, you come right back. But most of the time, believe it or not, it's like 25 years. Wow. And so her mom was on the computer in the other room and said, she died 25 years to the month that this girl was born. Wow. Oh my gosh. Right. How much proof do you need? Right. And so this girl 
the belief system, her mind opened up. First off, I don't know anything about, unfortunately, everybody, Coca Chanel is not part of my vocabulary. <laughs> I'm a country girl. So it was exciting, but it made me wonder, how can I do that? How can I go back? And no, everybody knows I do it all the time in conversation. So then we went to Tombstone. And this is the time that I, I got an outline, everybody. And I'm going to talk quicker here because I don't know how much time to shower it's going to give me. Okay, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> you can talk anytime you want if you have something to say, Char. Just speak I to, I want to answer. Speaking of, of overlapping times, we did that investigation in Murphy's that time. Um, I can't remember the name of the place, but it's where they sold all, all, all the bathroom fixtures and everything. And you came in remotely and you had seen. Oh, on the phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you had seen three or four different eras there. You saw you saw the bodies in the street from, from you know from the cholera. Oh, okay, you, I do remember that. Yeah, you you told me that you were you were looking at overlapping eras. Yeah. How does that that how do you sort that out? I mean, is it, is it, is it by the period of clothing or do you know? Yeah, mostly by the clothing. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. So when I was in Tombstone, I worked there a year. I mentioned it earlier, but I have. I'm trying to follow a path here. <laughs> so I would, I am a walker. And so if I had a break, most of the time I would have a break in the morning, the afternoon or my lunch. And I would walk through town and it's a really big boulevard considering it was a Western, old Western town. It did burn down a couple of times, but the boulevard was wider, even though the traffic didn't, cars didn't drive it, the length of it, only the cross streets. So I would look on the other side of the street and these were not spirit people because I could see different eras. Now the town, the town of Tombstone was famous for only a handful of years, but it was in existence a lot longer. So when you go, you go, oh, it was only famous for five years, but yet it had been built. And so I would see people overlapping and walking through each other. Tell me, give me a headache, right? So I was watching people do this and I thought they are not aware of each other. So oh. they died in their era and they stayed in that era. And then when I was watching for the first time, I think it was a horse going through a, a something else. I went, someone's riding a horse and they just went through a wagon. Ah, how am I seeing two at once or more? But that one in I own was the same thing. Because it's all superimposed on each other. Was that the one where we went across? I went across the street and I talked to those people where I saw the Chinese line yeah. of people come through. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was reading a group of peoples in this lady's house, and they asked me about the town. And while we were talking, a wagon train with a whole bunch of it, um, people from China walking, and they were the builders of the town in that era. But yet I look across the street, I could see other buildings and they were being superposed upon the area that we were in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now it feels different to me. It feels like I'm being pulled through a tornado, through a, a sucking feeling because I can feel myself being transported consciously to a, to a place where I can see them. So then what am I doing? Am I under a time funnel like this? Or am I sidestepping into another dimension to be able to see that era and that time? I think I'm stepping out into a different time space. We must have a Star Trek word. Isn't there a better I, word? I think it would be interesting to get, to get you out in the field in one of these old hotels. Because I've been with psychics 
who, <laughs> you know, guys, because they're always rebuilding these old hotels, like, like, like Nancy says. I've been with psychics that have walked into walls while, well, you know, while, while they were going through, because at one time there was a door there. Yeah. <laughs> they're yakking away at you. Oh, believe me, all mediums yak. Okay. They're going to tell you what they're seeing. Yeah. Da, 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 waving the arms. And then, boom. You're, ta you're talking about me. Just call it. <laughs> I have other psychics that I know that wave the arms too. I mean, you know, they're very, you know, like this, but they have a horrible sense of direction. I'll tell you that. But anyway, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I've I've been with them where they have just literally walked walked into walls where there used to be a door. Yeah, yeah. Um, he this is now there must have been another one because I saw um, uh, Mr. Grant, President Grant, standing oh, in front of the hotel, um, yeah, and this was all by phone. All these I've done where I've seen, and so I saw the this man who looked like Grant to me. I remember, I only can compare what I'm seeing by looking at pictures and books, everybody. Right. He's standing by his horse and he was in gray. And I went, oh my gosh, someone looks like President Grant standing outside the building. And of course he wouldn't be there. Wherever he died, they placed him in that area. He's probably with family. So I slipped in time to an important event. So she went to the place and found a photograph of him at the comp at the building. Was that, I? where was that? Do you remember? Not only that, if you guys go to Murphy's, there's a room because there's two parts. It's the newer hotel and there's the old hotel. You go to the old hotel, you go upstairs, the second floor, and his suite is up there. And they, they have it glassed off. It's 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 for people that that, that want to pay a little extra to stay. You know what I mean? But it, it, people can like check out his suite. So, so he the stayed there, and they glassed it off. Stayed there, yeah. That's yeah. kind of fun. fun. Abraham Lincoln is one of my big guys. I'd, I would have loved to, you know, travel to where he lived or oh, cool. I, I think the theater is still there and they kept it the same or something. Um, the is, you know, when you talk about being on separate era or, or spirit planes, the, the Holbrook hotel, you didn't uh, do this. Uh, Karen did, but the Holbrook hotel is really sad because you got these two little, these two children that run around. And they're looking Where, for what town is that in? That's in Grass Valley. And they're looking went, for I, we did a Grass Valley there. Well, maybe we did do that one then. Yeah, we, we went down. downstairs. We had yeah. a meal downstairs and oh it was a conference and we gave talks. That's what it was. And the unfortunate thing is the children died before the mother. Oh. Mm. And they're on a different plane of existence. And that's what makes it sad is you got the kids running around looking for their mother. The mother's looking for the children different different mm -hmm. time now we could almost hurt our brains thinking about that yeah like how come they can't see each other are they yeah. ghosts or are they spirits that's mm -hmm. really hard i'm going i'm giving a class if you're interested and look me up on meetup but one of the topics is what's the difference between spirits and ghosts but we're getting off track here right. i'm trying to stay on track <laughs> so we do yeah, we do. And that's life. I mean, it's all interesting to me. Uh, so I want to move down to the um, old Sacramento ghost investigation. The city of Sacramento is actually two tiers. Mm -hmm. And what I want to speak to now is another phenomena. Um, by the way, we have cats. One of them joined me here. So I don't know if Bud's going to jump up here. Um, I was invited by another ghost investigation group into Sacramento underneath the town of Sacramento present. Oh, yeah. And the, the catacombs of the old town 
were kind of built down there. Um, and so we went down and I can't remember who it was. Um, I did this with doesn't, doesn't matter, but anyway, it was a gentleman. And a lot of times I'll say to the people, Oh, it's all fun to do this, but is there an expert? Because I'm going to see people. I'm going to describe the interior. How will you know if I'm telling the truth? So they brought a historian, nothing like put me on the spot. Right. But I love it because why should I even say anything if no one can validate it? Right. Mm -hmm. So I was down there underneath and it's, I didn't know it was so big. And I was able to describe the room I was in. And when I looked to my left at an angle, actually we were in a restaurant because now I can remember seeing the booths that people would sit at. And then going toward it, I saw the opening where I could see, I can see them again now, everybody. I saw the horses and they dropped people off. So it was early in the building of it. And what convinced this guy, the historian, he says, oh, that's right. We did have horses come through this area. It was, you know, she's telling the truth and everything. There was a man standing here uh, and he saw me. Am I a ghost to him or was he a ghost? But he reckoned he saw me and I started to describe him. And he stood up straighter. He knew I was talking to him. Yeah, I could see where this, how this building was decorated in his era. Almost hurt your head thinking about it. Like I could see it of that time frame. This spirit man clearly was deceased. Mm -hmm. or he was an intuitive medium in that space and saw me because when I described him, he was the mayor of Sacramento. Cool. Right. Because I got a lot of detail on clothing he was wearing and the historian went, Oh, that is the mayor. He was so-and-so. So I don't remember. So if anybody was part of that ghost investigation, let us know because I don't remember the era that he lived, but he was a grand dance dresser. He was very elegantly dressed and not common in those years uh, to have such finery, especially in the old West, kind of like that. Sacramento, uh, Fort Sutter is buried in the cemetery that we were talking earlier in 1865, I think. So that cemetery goes quite a long time ago. So the old Sacramento area uh, was established probably around the time he was making a lot of money because Mr. Sutter went there poor and then developed the whole basin area, which started the development of Halt Sacramento. He had a tremendous influence in getting people there. The part um, I would like to get into, and I know I, I, I've done the underground too, and the part I would like to get into is the part under K Street you can never get under there. Because from what I understand with K Street is that, is that there's, there's stained glass still. Under, right. under, the, under the ground? Like, 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 somehow on the sides of the, the street there's 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 parts where there's stained glass and when you go down under the street you see that stained glass shine, looking down on you oh you know, it's the, on the ceiling yeah, the sun's coming through it mm. yeah. and, but but they never open that part up oh well why don't you make that something to do i'll have to find out why they don't because maybe maybe because it's unsafe in there i don't know because I know when we went, we went under a couple buildings, and then we and then they told us to come back up. Right, right. It was uh, like in the morning, so there was people moving around and stuff. But I mean, it, it is a surreal feeling when you're underground like that because that was, and it's like that with a lot of towns. Woodland's the same way. Auburn's the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, any of these old old towns have two stories because they built right. on top. Just like if you, if you look at Roman and Greek ruins, it's the same thing. I was just they, absolutely they built, good example. They built on top.
you know, so it's, it's, it's interesting to go because then you realize what you're looking at was actually street level. Yeah. But in reality, it's just, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's just craziness when you do it. And Sacramento did it because it flooded all the time. That was the issue, you know, because the river was always flooding. That's Somebody right. That's had, why they built up. They had to I, build up. Yeah. I think England did that too. Mm -hmm. Medieval times they built and then they built over it mm -hmm. as a foundation for the next level. Right. Um, I like history travel stations and I just started watching a, um, oh, what do they call it? Um, when they talk about the underground cities, yeah, and there seemed to be a lot of that going on. Oh, yeah, um, you know, but I can see where, like, for someone like you, it can get pretty wild down there because you, you've got multiple, you know, multiple years that, that, that you're looking at. You know, it's hard to sort that out. Uh, when you talk about Tombstone, when I was when, when I visited you in Tombstone with Autumn. That's right. I do remember that. You went off to your own thing for a while. Autumn and I were walking walking down, I don't know what they call the Main Street, the Tombstone, but we're walking down Main Street, and Autumn told me flat out that they were just walking up to her. <laughs> you know, it was, it was just like, tourists, like huh? big tourists walking the, well, you know, walking the street, and, and Autumn kept going, well, yeah, here's somebody coming up here. He's, and, and she kept going, he's wearing this hat, you know, all this is going on. So, so we go to the hat store. And I'm like, well, show, you know, show me what kind of hat he's wearing. But she, she must have met up with like five or six, at least, at least. It's just a half block. It's really walk. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Spirit people. Ah, I can only speak to my experience. I'm never alone. Not creepy alone, but they're around. And they could be around us of different eras. Mm -hmm. And people like me, if that... Okay, so reference point: Star Trek, Deanna, yes. Coy, yes. remember yeah. the path of the big, the black eyes. Yeah. One of the shows, and it made such an impression on me, was she got a virus, and the ability to be an empath or have a sense of people's emotions was taken away. Right, right, right. She almost went insane because she was yelling around, saying, "How do you live like this without the ability to touch and reach?" Man, that just hit home. Because I feel people all the time. People would be bad mood, and all of a sudden, my husband would notice this. He says, "Oh my gosh, what's going on?" I was, "Oh," and I started to sort through it that people would want to talk to me, and they wouldn't call day or so before they connect, and I would feel the heaviness of their emotion. So, people who know me, I'm a pretty easygoing kind of person. Mm -hmm. So if I go, I know that someone's going to call me who's got some serious stuff going on and i'm going to dis, uh, disconnect from that what i don't think these guys the, 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 the audience realizes this either i mean when you think of ghosts because you see this stuff on tv you're thinking oh it's nighttime they're going to come around at night you guys everywhere you go it doesn't matter where you go right they're there i mean you can go the, mall. the mall's horrible the mall's horrible they're just <laughs> all over the movies oh my god in the We're movies they're eat. it's yeah. really busy yeah. And the movies they like are the uh -huh. horror movies about ghosts. Oh yeah, <laughs> I have been to so many movies with 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 Anne or or, or Karen or somebody where, where she says, you know what? There's like four people sitting over on the side and they're all dead and they're watching this movie and they're laughing at it. You know? How many times have I gone to a restaurant and people? I did this with a date. Can you imagine? The guy takes me to a restaurant. It was connected Arden Fair Mall. They have a restaurant where then you go to the movie. Yeah, and I've told the story before, but it's happened several times. Oh, just remembered something else. <laughs> anyway, um, 
a very large woman and a small husband walked up to our table and they were really watching us eat. And clearly it was a 20 year, 30, 1920, 30, 40, because the clothing was old. Mm -hmm. And I looked up and my date was across from me. We were talking and I stopped and I looked up and I said, this is a private dinner. Go away. And I said to my date, I think they just died all over again. <laughs> oh, see, who says that? And I, I'll never forget that. It's like, you got to be pretty okay with me to be around me because I will do that. How dare they think they can space, get in our space just because you're dead? doesn't give you more privileges. Yeah, another issue is, too, if you, if you go out to dinner with a strong psychic, you're going to get touched. You'll be sitting there, your hair is going to get touched or something's going to get touched when you're sitting with them. It's just the way it is because the psychic that's there, these people may, may not have talked to anybody in for, for the last 60, 50, 60 years. Yeah. And that's a bit of light. And they're like, you know, right away, it's like, oh, I can talk to her. So they go and, and, and you're going to, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel the energy from them, you know, when, yeah. when you're sitting there or if you're at the movies or whatever. Cause I remember that and I'm just like, leave, leave me alone. I'm watching a movie. Go away. Don't bother me. But it I mean, makes it sound rude, but we're not. <laughs> I, I'm so we're getting really off track here, honey. Oh, God, let's just try. I know it. Can we go a little longer? Yes, we can. Uh, I allotted extra time. Do you? Well, we'll go a little longer because I'm not done telling how to do and this. I'm going to drink some water, which I don't usually do on camera, but you know what? It's Friday. <laughs> well, I have my coffee. I want to, I want to point out for those of you who want to do what I do, practice is everything. Practice with little steps first, okay? And believe it or not, you can look at a photograph. If you put your intent to know that person in the photograph, you can enter time to find that person in the living state. Mm -hmm. And I worked with a spiritualist church from uh, nineteen ninety. Uh, for 15 years until um, 2005 when I left to go to Arizona for a while. I really wanted to have a change of pace. I was really kind of worried I was being worked to death. I did two or three, four things a month. And you go out and you're an entertainment person and then you have people coming home. It was kind of like a break me moment. And my husband and I had got married and he told me, you know, I've always wanted to live in Arizona. So I took a vacation and bought a house. So then I moved. <laughs> you know, people do that, right? Uh, no, no mistakes. Um, anyway, so one, one of the things I want to talk about is energy, your energy. Um, I have clients and friends who are just so easygoing. They're going to have a little bit more time reaching in time. Um, I have a lot of energy. Um, I don't like telling my age, but I'm going to. I'm in my mid-70s now. And I still have a lot of energy. I get tired, uh, but I'm not as... Um, wild crazy as you people knew me in sacramento at 55 <laughs> at 40 42 when i entered this world and so i've always been an athlete um i eat a lot of protein um i eat pizza i i had pizza before a big conference and it worked great all that cheese give me a lot of energy <laughs> so that i can maneuver and work my energy and i call it having a big motor so if you're a calm collected meditator, blah, blah, blah. You can do readings, but if you want to enter time and you want to read people all around the world and you want to do it fast 
and you want to be accurate so you can grab that information, you build up your energy. And so I would always tell people, get into exercise. Um, I've had some health issues, so I'm not as active as I used to be. But I tell people what I do, they go, oh, my God, I can't do that in six months. So I'm still pushing, which allows me to have the energy, not just to put my mind to somebody, enter time and give them what they need. But when I enter time or become them, I bellow out and I bump up against a spirit person who's near them. That's how you get spirit of recognition. And I move wherever I find the spirit person. I then move all my life force to that person and envelop them. And they know it and they go, oh, and they then present to me what they used to look like. And now at, at this time, people are so excited spirit kind they'll sometimes put their face right against me so i can see their eyes mm -hmm. or they'll show up in a dress that they got buried in or their wedding dress or or their favorite age because if you practice enough and you have the energy you can do that and that's one thing i encourage when you more you do so people start now uh, i did a uh, private session uh, teaching people how to do this I don't particularly want to go there now, but I'll do groups. And it's and it's just at this age, I want to do it different. So I always tell people, if you practice every day, you'll be tired, exhausted if you do two hours. But then over weeks and months, you'll do three, four hours. So I've been doing this for 32 years every day for a couple, two, three hours. And I can keep this up. Um, I had a very light dinner. I have had a half a cup of coffee and I'm just like, wow. Right. I love it. Huh? Experience what it's like if, if you don't have the hours put in to practice, because it happens to me. Well, now it happens to me more often than it used to, because when I first started, I was thinking what I call hits all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's when you feel you can actually feel when something goes through you for with me. It's, it's my, my stomach does a flip. Mm -hmm. And I can always tell, and then I know, oh my God, I'm going to be exhausted tomorrow. And that's what usually happens. I'm down for the count for the next day. <clears throat> but, um, or I feel, um, I, I get the spider webs in my legs. Mm -hmm. Wherever your body's most sensitive. When I first started to pay attention to give readings, I would feel it on my face and my neck. The energy of the spirit yeah. isn't that, but that part of your body, it could be your arms. I've had ladies tell me, oh, my arms are just, uh, you know because a spirit person giving you extra electric energy. Um, and then the conversation the other day on my class said, when I do spirit readings or something, I'm totally drained, but it's them. It's their coldness for them to interact with you. They take part of you. So people, my hair is making me itch. I'm sorry, everybody. So when I do a reading with somebody, a lot of times people say, oh, I feel so much better. And I'll say, <laughs> Yeah, you got a big old tablespoon of me. And so we interchange. And if someone's very unhappy, grieving, or need, needing something, when I blend with them, a lot of me doesn't come back. Mm -hmm. So I can't do that anymore because at this age, I have to pace myself a little better. Because when you call, I've got to make sure I can. As far as I was trying to tie this in, I might have lost my thread how to tie it together when you do distances or you do layerings 
the amount of energy it took me because I can feel that push to get there over time. When you practice, you realize what it feels like to enter different dimensions. It takes less energy for you to do it because you know how to path it to that place. So when you're younger or you're inexperienced and you're pushing, I want to go into time. I'm going to look at this photograph and go to 1920 and tell them what grandpa was like. Or if you, um, someone asks you about the past, you want to go in time. You have to push harder. Over time, uh, people say, oh, Nancy, do you meditate? And I says, no, I really don't need to. It takes me that fast because I'm used to knowing how to turn the internal switches on that allow me to go there. So it takes less energy now for me to change it. So if you meditate to get to that space, you're using a lot of energy up trying to think through how to do it. So only practice turning on and turning off the ability will you get to where you know how to do it. As that's for regular reading. When you get to see and spirit people, when you blend with somebody getting their time, you'll have the energy to know to bellow out. I call it dropping the force. Right. The force is with you, everybody. <laughs> you drop the force and you back out to see who's around. And that I miss. Of I can do it over the phone mm -hmm. very easily. In fact, Matt Slough, S-L-O-Z-E-R, if you look his shows up, um, uh, the Paranormal Channel, I was on a uh, month, six weeks back, and we did an hour and 45 minutes of people calling in. Uh, first 10 minutes is conversation like Char and I. And what they did was, Char, we should do this. Have a, I don't know how to do it on Zoom versus StreamYard. Um, they would call in and I wouldn't be able to hear them. They would give their name and their state. And then I would over the phone on like what we're doing now, tell them the dead person that was with them. It's not always who you want. Right. The one that really impacted me was a young lady from Texas. And of course, if she's here, let us know. And she says, I'm going through a really hard time. And she's just a sweet young voice, sweet young thing. And there was this man that appeared next to her right then, because remember, I blended, put myself with her. And then what I do is I have to move out of her body to see who's around. So they take a little of my life force to absorb, to be able to see, be seen better. Mm -hmm. They're not just showing up for everybody to see. You have to work with it, right? So what I described was a shorter man, and he looked Hispanic to me. He was dark and boxy, young looking. So I gave the details. And if you watch that show, hour 45 minutes, I did that for everybody. And the one that was also interesting was the guy who lived in Pennsylvania. And I says, oh, my goodness, your house is so interesting. I was looking at the house from the sky before I joined with his body. And there's all these spirit, spirit men in a row outside his house to the side and back. And he, and um, Matt was saying, oh, my gosh, he just wrote in that the, he's lives near a mine. And there had been a mine cave in mm. and a whole bunch of men had died. And they were lined up outside of his house for me to see. And what it was is they wanted recognition. They know that, remember, we have access to time. They have better access to time. And that's another show. What do spirit people do in their spare time? <laughs> they have fun going in time. I have plenty of stories there too. So first off, you have to practice every day to learn to read. You have to exercise or get yourself physically fit to keep your motor up and going. When you get paid to do a session, you cannot run out of steam. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. You have to keep it going to give them their answers. Um, I was double blind tested by Professor Gary Swartz. He's on coast to coast many times. I met him in Tombstone. I think that's why we went there. He came in because someone had come to see me and called him and said, oh, there's a woman there. You got to go visit. He walked in and he says, do you know me? And I go, should I? <laughs> it was Professor, Dr. Professor Gary Swartz. He's the one developing equipment to talk to the spirit people. And so, and so the soul, S-O-U-L, phone is his project. Cool. And he did a double blind a test on me where I walk in a room and I couldn't see him and I couldn't see the client. And he would say, we're sitting here now. Just tell us who you're seeing. Mm -hmm. That's all I could do. I couldn't reach the paying client at all. So what I did was I knew that the client whom I couldn't see and they did not talk wanted me to see who I who was in front of me. So that spirit person came in front of me. I moved my life force out, trusting that I was going to bump into somebody and moved up and ran into this man's mother, grandmother. And he, um, on my website, nancymats.com, there is a link, Professor Gary Swartz, I copy and pasted all that he wrote up on that process. And I'm the last entry. And there's a whole information, including the letter from the young man whose grandmother I described. I saw this very large, dark woman, big, big, big. And she had a big floppy hat on and she took it like this, turned it around and put it on my head. And when she did, I saw she was bald. The other thing I saw was whiskers on her chin. He's Tonganese and lived in Hawaii. Mm. And I described the grandmother who raised him. She died of cancer. And we can't guess. Can't, she could have been some other culture. I wouldn't have known. But she was a large Tonganese. And so on nancymats.com, there's a link that takes you to that article. You can bypass how I wrote up how we got to that event. Um, and so I learned to trust. I don't stress about it because if I'm meant to pick up something, it's going to happen. And so when people say, do you get nervous? You get scared. I says, it's either going to be there or it's not. No point in stressing about it. If I have the energy and I have the confidence, I have the energy to be able to push. I just knew that if there was going to be a spirit person, they were going to be right there because I couldn't see who I was talking to. And the young man at the end of the letter he wrote to me on that page, I just gave the link to, he says, you have changed my life. Like he's 20 years old who had no belief. And now you've changed my life forever. I will always think lay in bed at night thinking about this experience. And so Professor Sports had another client there. And this woman um, had someone die in their home or was a kind of connection. And so this woman just all of a sudden popped up and I had moved my life force into the room. And so she gave me all this scripture. She says, look at my backyard. And she described this backyard. And then I described the lady and the woman was kind of confused. And she says, oh my God, it was over. And she says, Gary, that's my aunt. She lived on the East coast. She had a beautiful garden. We moved her to Arizona. Guess what she did? She recreated her backyard that she had in Pennsylvania hmm. in, in Arizona. And he ran out to the camera people from 2020. And he said, oh my God, Nancy, she's 95% plus accurate on everything we did tonight. No. Can you do that? Absolutely. Um, when did I do that? In uh, 07, I think it was when he met me, but I had been practicing um, for 17 years. I started in 90. Um, I think that the passion I have for this pushes me to do this more 
and be excited about it. Could I have retired by now? Yeah. <laughs> what would I do if I retired? I'd do this. <laughs> and I'm going to write these books. But so getting back to what I said, because I get off track. I love this, but the passion, you got to find your passion. If this is what you do, absolutely. So getting into time, and I apologize for getting off track a few times. Real quick. Huh? I'm going to add, like you were talking about practicing, if you guys want to learn how to how to basically do this stuff, okay? I'm not as skilled as Nancy is for doing readings. However, I'm self-taught in opening and closing that door. Mm -hmm. I, can, I, I can teach you guys how to do that. I can teach you guys how to allow these people, when, when you see these people, you don't want them, like Nancy says, when you're first doing this, you don't want them, like, and enveloping your body because you're going to get knocked on your butt. What you want to do is let them in a little bit. And I can teach you how to do that, how to let them touch your finger maybe just to get some of your energy. But I can teach you guys that. It's exhausting. And yeah. you have to practice. And I can teach you guys how to do that stuff. So if you're interested in that, let me know. And I'll put together a, a you know, a, a level one psychic development class for you guys. Good. I'm just, Good. I just put a plug in. I didn't want to take it away from you, but you know. You know, we all have a different ways. I started a spiritualist church and, uh, you know, you people don't know my story, but I had cancer and I was 39, had stage three plus, And I knew I was sick, but no one believed me. So I went outside of the medical system and had a mammogram and I was six months from having stage four. And a year and a half later, after I left my husband, divorced him in my car, on April 30th, my birthday, I said, thank you for my life and my sanity. And if you wish, I'll work for you the rest of my life. That following Friday, the 4th, I went shopping, as women do, right after work, right? Friday night. And uh, uh, so I got Sunrise Mall. And the universe told me to leave. And I hadn't been there more than 10, 15 minutes. It was one of the big places to go. You want to go shop. In 1990, Sunrise Mall was fresh and new and exciting. Mm -hmm. And an ice cream shop. <laughs> for us, ice cream powder was there. So uh, I got directed to Spirit, uh, Spirit uh, Grace Universal, um, Spirit of Grace Church, uh, UCM affiliate. I got my ministry through um, Church of the Living God, Sedona, Arizona, February uh, 17th, 92. And then I left in my birthday, um, April. So spirit people told me to get my ministry and it took me a couple of years. Um, so I got it. I got it. And um, when I went to Sedona to meet up with the pastor so I could be ordained in that church, Sedona looked like a cow town. It was, <laughs> and it built up to this big spiritual center. And I go, oh my God, it was just, I didn't even tell people, you got a ministry from where? And now I tell people like, oh, of course you did. You know, like that's not true, but it is true. And uh, didn't know it'd be that important. So practice always. Mm -hmm. And when you start getting to where you're talking to spirit people or you're wanting to think of a, an environment you want to enter, it does feel like a push. How you get there is you put your mind to it. Mm -hmm. Like I want to go. Sorry, just did it again. So you just watch my eyes. I flip. So I just did that to this area. So this is all farm, I guess. I'm at Oroville Dam. So 
up here, there's not much going on, but I also just saw it with nothing here. Um, your desire to focus on that time frame pushes you through time past. Can I do future? It comes very infrequent, but I have. I want to do a show on inventions that I see in the future. I don't do it very often. How can you, how do you know if I'm right? Because I'm seeing some far out. Well, we should try it. Char, we should do that because some of them are strange things I'm seeing. Uh, my son is an aerospace engineer. So he triggered me to think of the space program. Oh my gosh. You know, so I have some crazy things. So practice, inquisitiveness, mm -hmm. excitement, disbelief. Uh, make sure your energy's up. Don't go into a session tired. Mm -hmm. uh, if someone says, oh, I want to know about this person who's died, get excited that you may have the opportunity to visit that era or time frame. When they say, I want to go and blend with them so you can feel that. Now, if you're a reader, you know what I'm talking about. You put your mind to somebody. When they say, I want to go, you will do it from their body. You mm -hmm. enter their past. And going past is actually faster because it's already used up. How many decades past can you go? When I do readings for people, I can see the past lives a lot. And it's going to be part of a book. There's so many stories that how could I not believe in this? Mm -hmm. Because when I tap into something, they confirm that their interest or their phobia. If you want to read a past lives, many lives, many masters, Brian Weiss. I've read everything of his, everything of Edgar Casey when he talked about past lives. Um, Edith Falori. Um, you have been here before, uh, the unquiet dead, all these older versions of books without today's, um, uh, flowery wording. You just go back and you just nail it. Just hit, this is it. This is this, and this is this. Mm -hmm. So if you can find books on it, what that does, when you read other stories about it, it gives your brain permission to also think that way. I'm giving your body permission tonight that you can also enter time and do this. And why would I take the time to talk about this and put myself on the screen, you know, and say this is because the passion is there. I guarantee you, I was an injury supervisor in Pacific Belt, got cancer, got divorced six months later after all my treatments. Actually, it was a little longer than that. Uh, yeah, about seven months, eight months. Because November of 87, I left him July 1st. So I went through all the treatments of that time frame. <clears throat> and then I was looking for reason of life. And I told God, I would, if you let me live, we all bargain, right? And who knew? In those years, in 87, 88, people died of cancer. And it did come back. And I just wasn't ready to go. I want to know the passion of life. And so I was shown this. And then you'd say, well, Nancy, you were trained and got this way. I was born with this condition, but my mother didn't like it because my dad was always talking to his dead father, an open conversation. He could hear his dead father and there was conversation. My mother wasn't part of that conversation. She didn't like it. And guess what? Nancy's that way. <laughs> so when he got killed when I was six, I was talking to him at night, right? Oh man, I just... <laughs> Don't do that again. Okay. We went to high school to do this. Huh? That went over well with your mother. Yeah, it didn't work really good. Didn't, <laughs> didn't. But but Bruce's father, mother 
has me recorded. I have taped somewhere me telling her when I was six years old that daddy's visiting me at night. Mm -hmm. So, so the thing is, yes, maybe I had a bucket load of talent already, but that doesn't mean you don't have it. You just have to acknowledge it and get excited that you could do this. And they say that if you can help one person survive their life, then your life is well worth it. That mm -hmm. you've, you've done what you were here to do. Um, I was asking somebody the other day, I wonder how many tens of thousands of people I have talked to. And every time I do, the story is exciting to think I've entered someone's life. Mm -hmm. And if I can give them that much more information to help them survive their life, then I've done a good job. Unfortunately, that's the only way I make my money. So I uh, don't want to put a plug in. That's not what we're about tonight. <clears throat> but practice acknowledging that you want this, being passionate about it building up your energy force. And then as Shara said, the, the thing that's a key to this is to feel the on and off switch. I want to do this. I don't want to do this. I want to reach in time and you will feel a pulling a sucking feeling because it feels like I'm pushing in time, but I've done it so long that I can now feel that push. Um, and it's kind of fun. Where am I going to go next? So this client of mine in New York, he has the funds to be able to travel. So when he went to Greece a couple of years back, he went to an area where he's intuitive enough that he felt the presence of people, but he didn't tell me that. He went to an area, he says, Nancy, guess where I was? Now tell me what you're seeing. And I, and I can't remember if I talked first or interrupted, but it was a marketplace. So I'm what you call the cheapest tourist alive. You take an exciting trip, let me get on the phone, tell me about it. And, uh, he said it would be fun to take me to a pyramid. Put your hands on that pyramid, Nancy. <laughs> what are you picking up? I, I'm almost afraid that if I didn't get something, I would be so disappointed. Mm -hmm. uh, but if someone else travels, yeah. Uh, my kids are all going to Italy uh, end of this month. I think it's this month. And I said, you know, oh, boy, get back and call me because I want to see where you went. Of course, everybody's like, oh, grandma, you know, it's like... <laughs> Have I worn you out, Shar? I hope not. No, um, no. I was going to say, we were talking earlier about um, putting together a show where, where, where you will do read, you know, where you can do readings. Oh, for people. Yeah. And so we're not going to get to it today, you guys, but the next show Nancy does, let's do this. Let's plan on it. Sure. And I don't know how you want to do it. If you want to just have them, uh, we could do it even through the chat room where they could put where they're located. That's how we did it with Matt and it worked out really good. We can do that, or you guys can come up with one question, you know, or, or whatever, just, just just one, because she's not going to be here to answer like, like 10, 15 minutes. Long, you know. When you call in and say, my life's a mess, can I, what, what do you see in my future? Well, where do I look? What thread of thought are you talking about? Right. right. And make it a question that doesn't give you away. And all I ask, I know people listen from all over everywhere. I think Matt's show, we had some from Canada and England, was very fun. And that's all I, I really like to know that. Give me the name, like um, Char is a nickname for her given name at birth. Uh, my given name at birth was Nancy. But if you have a nickname, let me have that name that your friends call you and the state. And yeah. then your question. And all we did on that night, everybody called in, want to know who the dead people were in their life. And that was very tiring because I remember I'm sitting here. I don't know how I found these people, but mm -hmm. if you give your name and the state, I was able to do it. 
I did have one person call in who was a doubter. That was a little harder. Mm -hmm. um, if you close up your life force, I can't get in there. I call it the walnut shell. That's really tough. And I called him on it. Oh, there's something going on with this individual. He's not open to me. But Matt was getting the questions. And then I, I would answer it. And we did it for an hour and 45 minutes. It's really fun. I, yeah. I got really buzzed on that. And so he let's, take her out of the day. let's get these guys excited. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, get the, let's get the calendar out here. <laughs> we all use our cell phones. It's so bad. I'm looking at the calendar and probably be a Friday night, like always. How does, oh, the 13th is next week. Ooh. <laughs> we think what's going on the 13th. I don't think I have anything going on, but I, your schedule is really busy. Yeah, the 13th so you've got, fine. Hmm? That's, that's the 13th's fine. Okay. Oh, wait, it's Friday 13th. Has anybody else got plans that night? I don't care. You wanted, I don't think it's anything going on for me. Let's do this. Let's do readings next week. Okay. Sure. Yeah, Nancy's going to do it for you. So be prepared. You know, you, you know, um, we can either do it that like, like Nancy says, it's kind of draining on her to talk to dead people that are next to you. But, uh, you know, you can either do that or have a question ready for her or make, past life or yeah, yeah. Make sure it's a clear question too. You know, not, what's my job going to be like in 20 years? That ain't going to happen. You know, just have a nice, clear and concise question for her or who's, who's near me. Simple. Uh -huh. Like that. And, and sometimes it's not who you think it should be. Yeah. Um, another one would be interesting is, um, I don't know where I'm picking this up or why, who's in your life that you had a past life with? Uh, remember I was telling you the story, was it last night's show of I a know. young man, uh, two buddies together. And somehow I must have, they were together. I don't remember their buds. So I don't know if it was in person or radio show. And this guy asked about this woman he broke up with and I got mother. And I says, oh, my gosh, I don't tell you. Last lifetime, she was your mother. And the friend started screaming and yelling. He says, that explains so much. <laughs> and so that woman tried to be the mother of this man. He broke up with her. So what I saw from this, and I explained it to him, I says, you grew up. You no longer need your mother. And the guy was just like, oh, oh, it was great. Revelation. Okay, I just had a lot of fun with you tonight. I hope yeah. you're listening to this or watching this. They are. Yeah, you yeah. also got something from it. And I apologize for not keeping on track. I, I try to. <laughs> we do that. This is us on the phone all the time, too. Just, just You'll get used to it. <laughs> I, I had fun tonight, Char. Thank you so much for inviting me on. So we will see you next Friday. And like I said, you guys... Get your questions ready, you know, or, or, or you know, whatever you'd like. But remember, just remember, it's not going to be an extended reading either, okay? Because that will, you don't want to wipe Nancy out. So, <laughs> but but you will get something out of it. Well, it just takes so long. If we're given two or three minutes for each person and someone says, what's my career path look like? Or uh, what's wrong with my husband's, what's wrong with our marriage? You're kind of taken from people that would want to turn if it takes five, right. ten minutes for you. So right. it's not like I don't want to answer questions. It's not the for platform to do that. Right, 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 right. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. All right, sweetie. I'll, I'll talk to you back. later, huh? Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for coming on. You betcha. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. All right, guys. That was fun. It's always fun with Nancy Matz. 
And again, uh, like I said, if you guys are interested in in learning how to start jumpstart your psychic abilities, because everybody's born with these things, let me know. You know, if I get enough interest, I will put together a class that uh, will help you start that. You know, I teach you how to open and close the door. Uh, but the other reason for that too is once you open that door, no, you're not going to always run into run into nice things either. So I mean, it helps you to control that. It'll help you to control the energy drain that comes off of you and stuff with that, too. So just let me know, and we can do that. Um, check out, again, check out the website at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com for the Ghost Hunting 101 class on the 21st. And if you're watching from YouTube, please subscribe. You know, uh, there's a little dude down at the bottom corner, uh, Ghost, with a Sherlock Holmes hat and the magnifying glass. And uh, click on that. It'll subscribe you because we have all kinds of different videos. If you watched last night, you'll see that. We have different topics. Um, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. Equal opportunity. That's what we do. But anyway, I want to thank everybody for coming. Monday's guest is going to be Shem Mellonquist. Shem Mellonquist is a former pilot, uh, airline pilot, Air Force pilot. And he's going to be talking about airline safety and what five what that new 5g stuff is, is doing to, to airlines and stuff so we're gonna have a conversation with him about that sunday um hopefully everything, everything goes well i will be here to read and start the book on lizzie borden by rebecca one of our guests rebecca Pittman. so uh we'll be doing that sunday of course at 6 p.m and then like i said monday we'll be back at 6 30 p.m pacific and don't forget next friday at 6 30 yeah she's going to be here doing readings for you guys so anyway i want to thank you guys and again you see that ticker going along the bottom california haunts provides its services for free and just like this i'm retired this is what i do this is my gig and all the equipment has to come out of my pocket and all that good stuff it's bill time for me so it's getting kind of nail bitey here but uh if you could help me out a little bit uh paypal.me at california haunts that would be great or Venmo, and then type in California Haunts. I want to thank everybody who has donated in the last couple of weeks. I really appreciate it. It's great, but there's still ways to go to get these bills paid. So anything you can do to help would be great. Again, I will see you. To, I will see you on Sunday evening, and have a good couple of days. <laughs>